Morning, church. Got a holiday weekend, which means one day less of school, except some schools have a makeup day on Monday. Is that right? That's wrong. That, that's wrong. So, uh, I mean, who keeps track of those days anyway? So, so glad to see everybody here. We got some visitors in. I know we've got some extended family in, and it's always good to see everybody. I want to tell you about uh, my series starting next week. Starting next week, we're going to do the five one-chapter books of the Bible. We're just calling this series one. So if you want to read the five one-chapter books of the Bible, that's what we're going to be looking at. So you're thinking, what are those? If you read in the one, there's Obadiah, there's Philemon, second, third, John, Jude. There's five one-chapter books in the Bible. I thought, you know what, let's do something different. So the five one-chapter books of the Bible, you got it? So go home and read Obadiah this week. Obadiah. It'll take you about three minutes. I'll preach a little longer than that next week. All right? We're finishing up our series today um, called Nothing But the Blood. This, I think, is lesson seven. I don't know if you've enjoyed it. I have. We could probably go a few more lessons, but today we'll wrap up Nothing But the Blood. And I want to talk about access. Access. Let me define access for you. <clears throat> your cable goes out and you need to call, or you need, your electricity goes out and you need to call one of the utility companies, and you call and you get some computer-generated voice. And they say, if you've got this, press 1, press 2, press 3, and you press, and then they give you some more prompts, and you press, and you press, and you press, and you press, until you're finally just... Nah, 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 nah. Does anybody ever do that? You get so frustrated because you just want access to a human. You just want access to somebody that you can talk to. Or maybe your computer goes down and you call tech support somewhere over in Hong Kong. And finally, you, through these computer-generated responses, you hit and you hit and you hit, and you just want access to someone who speaks a language that you can understand. Or here's one of my favorites. Your kids go off to college, and with laws and everything these days, you call up because you want to find out about their grades, and they say, I'm sorry, Mr. Ham, you don't have access to your kids' grades. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm paying the tuition. I will find access. I will hack a computer to find access. Access. We understand access very well, don't we? I mean, if you're willing to pay the price, you can have access. If you pay the price for a ticket, you have access to a movie. If you pay the price for admission, you can have access to a theme park like Six Flags or something like that. If you're willing to pay the price and you want to go to a Dallas Cowboys game, you can have access to one of those games. If you're willing to pay the price, you can have access to just about anyone, anybody, access. You know, that's really what the whole Bible is about, is access. When you read about access and you try to understand access, you go to the Garden of Eden and you learn about Adam and Eve, and God put them in this beautiful place. They had access to the most beautiful place in the world. They had access to God. And we read in Genesis... It says you are free, you have access to eat from any tree in the garden. 
But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. You've got access to anything. And the one tree they didn't have access to is the one tree they wanted access to. And that's the tree that they ate from. And when they ate from the tree, the Scripture says God banished them. They no longer had access. God removed them from the garden. In fact, they were not only removed from the garden, they were removed from the presence of God. They were in the perfect place. They were in Eden. They were in paradise. And God said, sorry, because of your sin, because of your sin, I can no longer grant you access. Which is what the Bible says if you read in Isaiah chapter 59, but your sins have separated you from God. You no longer have access to God. There's a barrier between you and God. When you sin, you lose access to God. Well, wow, that's not very good. But you know, that's not what God wanted. Because God always wanted His people to have access. God has always wanted His people to have access to Him. So God says, you know what? I'm going to give you a way to have access to me. I'm still going to grant you access to me. But God said, if you want access to me, it's going to require blood. And so we've used this verse several times throughout our series. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Without the shedding of blood, there is no access to God. Without the shedding of blood, you've got to have blood. And so throughout our series, we've talked about how God says, listen, if you want access to me, there's going to have to be blood. Well, then you keep reading through the Bible and you start reading about this thing called the tabernacle and this thing called the temple. If you wanted to find God, you went to the temple. If you wanted access to God, you went to the temple. If you wanted to deal with your sins, you went to the temple. If you wanted to offer sacrifice, you went to the temple. If you wanted access to God, this is where God lives, is in the temple. And so, let me read you from Hebrews 9, because Hebrews does such a good job of describing the worship in the Old Testament and worship in the New Testament. Read with me. Now, the first covenant had regulations for worship, and also an earthly sanctuary, tabernacle, temple, all right? Tabernacle was set up in its first room where the lampstand, the table, consecrated bread. This was called the holy place. Behind the second curtain, we still have barriers, We still have barriers. Behind the second curtain was the most holy place, which had the golden altar of incense and the gold-covered Ark of the Covenant. This Ark contained the gold jar of man, Aaron, staff that had budded, and the stone tablets of the Covenant. Above the Ark were the cherubim of the glory, overshadowing the atonement cover. When everything had been arranged like this, the priest entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. But only the high priest entered the most holy place. All right? Only the high priest entered the inner room, and that was once a year, and never, ever, ever without blood. You want access to God? It requires blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. So let me say this, the most important place in all of the Old Testament, the most important place in the temple was the most holy place. It's interesting that if you were one of God's people, you could live your whole life and not have access to the most holy place. You probably lived your entire life and you never had access to God. The only person that had access to God 
was the high priest. And that was one day a year. We talked about the Day of Atonement. One time a year, one day a year, God says, I'm going to give you access. But it's just to one person. And that one person better have blood. And so he washed himself. And he got ready. And he entered with blood. If you wanted access to God, you had to go through the high priest. Now, let me keep reading Hebrews chapter 9. When Christ came, so that's what Hebrews does. We talked about the word better. You've got the Old Testament. Jesus is better than Moses. He's better than the high priest. He's better than the angels. He's better than the old worship. He's better than the sanctuary. When Christ came as high priest, check that out. Who gets to enter the most holy place? Only the high priest. When Christ came as the high priest of the good things that are already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that's not man-made. That is to say, not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place. And once for all, how do you have access to God? you got to have blood. But Jesus entered, not by the blood of sacrifices, but the blood of his sacrifice... Jesus entered the most holy place by His own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. Isn't that cool? you got to have a high priest to see God. you got to have a high priest to have access to God. And Jesus came as our high priest. But all the high priests in the Old Testament that have ever lived, none of them are as good as, none of the sacrifices that they offered were as good as. The sacrifice of Jesus is better. And so we have a high priest. But check this out. He says... Jesus didn't enter a man-made sanctuary, tabernacle, temple. If you keep reading Hebrews 9, Christ did not enter a man-made sanctuary. He entered heaven itself. He entered the most holy place. He entered the presence of God. He went before God, and now He's appearing for us in God's presence. You want to know what Jesus is doing today? He's standing with God, speaking on our behalf. Standing on our behalf. He is in the most holy place, because He can be there, because He's the high priest, because He shed His blood, and He's talking to God about us. Jesus has access. Okay, I said all of that to get to our text today. Are you ready? Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is His body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So, the Hebrew writer says to a people who understood very well, He's writing to an audience who has never seen the most holy place. He's writing to an audience that understands that the high priest is the only one who goes in. And he's writing to an audience who wants to go back and worship the old way. And he says, you go ahead and go back. But this high priest gives us 24-7 access to the throne of God, to the presence of God. How did he give us that access? Through his blood. The blood of Jesus gives you access to God all day long, all life long. You can go before the throne of God, the throne of grace. But check this out. In the old temple, in the the temple, the high priest always had to go behind the curtain. This says, we've been able to enter through the curtain, which is his body. You know what happened when Jesus died? 
the curtain of the temple, the veil of the temple, the curtain that hid the most holy place was torn. And all of a sudden, the most holy place was open for everybody to see for the first time ever. And when Jesus died on the cross, we have full access to the throne of God, to the Creator of the universe, for the first time ever. Isn't that awesome? You don't have to have an appointment with God. You don't have to send a high priest in for God. You don't have to make a sacrifice to see God. You don't have to die to see God. Well, I can't wait till I die so I can go to heaven and see God. You don't have to die to see God. Jesus did, but He gives us access so you have access to the presence of God. You know what the problem is? Wouldn't it be pretty amazing to have access to the President of the United States anytime, 24-7? You could just call him up. Hey, Richie, what's going on? Wouldn't it be great to have access that you could go in and see Jerry Jones and tell him anything you wanted to about the Dallas Cowboys and what he needed to do? You had 24-7 access. Wouldn't it be great... If Chick-fil-A was open 24-7, that I could have full access to that restaurant. What's interesting is we have full access to God. And we don't take advantage of it. Notice what he says here. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence. In the Old Testament, they never had confidence. They just had the high priest go in. We have confidence. I can confidently say, hey God, you got a minute? Knowing He has a minute. Hey God, can I bring something to your attention? Knowing. He says, hey Richie, what do you got? Full confidence because of the blood of Jesus, I can ask God anything I want, anytime I want because of the blood of Jesus. Since then we have full, we have confidence because of the body of Jesus, because of the curtain that was removed, let us draw near to God. Since we, because of the blood of Jesus, you can draw near to God. Because of the blood of Jesus, you have access to God. And so he says, since in confidence, we ought to be approaching God. Not once a year. Not the high priest anytime you want. With a sincere heart. You know what a sincere heart is? A sincere heart is not standing before the Lord arrogantly, or confidence in what I've done. Hey, Lord, I'm here and I deserve to be here. And I, I, since I've got your attention, I've got a few things that you need to hear. No, no, that's not a sincere heart. And you want to know the one thing that keeps you from drawing near to God? It's a guilty conscience. I know I have access to God, but um, that sin I did last week, that sin that I had ten years ago, I just don't know if the blood of Jesus washed that one away to give me access. And we feel guilty. And when we feel guilty, we don't come before God. When we feel guilty, we don't draw near to God. When we feel guilty, sometimes we don't even come to worship. When we feel guilty, you know, I'm not worthy, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I don't disagree with any of that. But the blood of Jesus gives us access and so a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed. 
Isn't it interesting in the Old Testament, the high priest, if he wanted access to God, he would wash, he would immerse himself. In the New Testament, if you want access to God, you're washed, you're baptized. The blood of Jesus washes your sins away, and you now have full access. And yet we don't take advantage of it. You know, if you've never been washed in the blood of Jesus, if you've never been baptized, you have no access to God. I'm sorry, that's just the way I read it. The blood of Jesus, if you want access to God, it requires blood. And so baptism is being washed in the blood of Jesus. How come y'all put so much emphasis on baptism? Because we want you to stand before God. We want you to have access to God. And the Bible says when you have the blood of Jesus wash your sins away, you have access. That's why we want you to be washed and cleansed. Let me illustrate this way. The last several years before my dad retired, um, told you about my dad before. Um, he taught chemistry, had a Ph.D. in chemistry. He was the head of the chemistry department. The last several years, he was the dean of the School of Arts and Sciences at Southwestern Oklahoma State University in Weatherford. So he had several departments underneath him that he had to watch over. He had about 120 faculty that he kind of had to be in charge of. In fact, the custodians in his building, dad was in charge of those too. If you wanted an appointment with my dad, you had to make an appointment with my dad because he had so many people that answered to him that he constantly had to see. So if you wanted access to my dad, you had to go through his secretary. And you didn't want to go through my dad's secretary. Wow, she was good. We'll just say that. If you wanted access to my dad, you made an appointment. Unless you were one of his children. And I could round that corner, and if the door was open, and I knew he was in there, I didn't even have to speak to the secretary. I could just go on in as one of his children. Isn't that amazing? Because I know my father and had access to my father. And you know what? As children of God, you have access to your father. And you don't have to make an appointment. And you don't have to say, hey, are you too busy? And you don't have to wonder if he's even listening. Because of the blood of Jesus, we have full access to the Father. So why are you letting sins of the past make you have such a guilty conscience that you're wondering if the blood of Jesus will ever wash those sins away. You can approach God with confidence knowing that one drop of the blood of Jesus is enough to grant access, forgiveness, cleansing of our guilty conscience to the whole world. So why are you letting those sins keep you from approaching God? Why are you letting something in your past keeping you from having access to God? Listen, listen, listen. Here's what you need to know about the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It doesn't matter how much it wears you down. The blood of Jesus is powerful enough 
to wash your sins away and give you access to God. You can have access to God today. You can be baptized into the name of Jesus, baptized into the blood of Jesus. You're not baptized into this church. You're baptized into Jesus. And when you're baptized into Jesus, you're washed and you're cleansed. And the Bible says you're a new creation. But check this out, check this out. When you become a new creation, hey God, you got a minute? I'm having a problem with, hey God, can I talk to you about, hey God, at any time... 24-7, you can wake up in the middle of the night. Hey, I wonder if God's awake. He's awake because the blood of Jesus gives us full access. Nothing else can give you access. No secretary can give you access. No other high priest besides Jesus can give you access. Nothing but the blood of Jesus gives you access to God. Will you come to God today? Will you confess your sins today? Will you give your sins to Jesus and say, will you do something with this? Remember what we said at the beginning? If you're willing to pay the price, you can have access to just about anybody. Jesus said, I'll pay that price for you. Well, what's the price, Jesus? Well, I need to die. I need to shed my blood. And by doing so, I'm giving you access to God. That's the good news of the gospel. That's the Jesus we serve. And that Jesus wants to give you access today. Will you come before God today as we stand and sing? Oh, 